1: All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage, and Bring Me the News. And what is the name of the newspaper that you write for now? Uh, It is the Brookings Register. There you go. Go check it out in South Dakota, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, right. go check it out. Big game between uh, SDSU and NDSU on Saturday. So, Oh
1: boy, oh boy. Uh, before we start today's show, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel and like the video. If you are, we greatly appreciate you for already doing that. Also make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. All right, before we start today, Chris, I have a little trivia for you. You know, I like to do this sometimes. So the Vikings and Dolphins are playing this weekend in Miami. We'll have more on that later. But there have been a few quarterbacks to play for both the Vikings and Dolphins in their careers. Can you name three of them? Jay Fiedler, yep. Gus Ferrat, yep
2: and
1: Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, you got it. Uh, you could have also said Dante Culpepper, mm. Sage Rosenfels, or Tyler Thigpen. It's
2: amazing. I thought of Jay Fiedler before Dante Culpepper, but
1: right. I don't even think Fiedler got in a game for, for the Vikings. He was just the backup in 98, I think.
2: No. Yeah. Yeah. He never saw the field, but I I remember Jay Fiedler. So, because I remember as a kid being like, oh, he plays them now. Oh, he's starting.
1: That's interesting. The Vikings traded Culpepper to the Dolphins, right? They
2: did. His knee exploded and then uh, he wanted to rehab at a Planet Fitness or something. Um, instead of going into the team facility. So Brad Childress got pissed and yeah. traded him to Miami for like a third round pick. Yeah, but
1: I think I saw he only appeared in like four games for the Dolphins. So it wasn't a,
2: wasn't a good trade for them. No,
1: uh,
2: Drew I Brees think- was out there that off season too, but we yeah. all know what happened there. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. Yeah.
2: He all right, it before- was going to fall apart.
1: <laughs> you know, those Miami doctors known for making the right decisions anyways. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, before we get to the Dolphins and Vikings preview, I just wanted to talk a little about a little bit about some topics that are kind of uh, hot around the NFL. I guess you could say these days uh, that have to do with you know safety of the league and and some some questionable roughing the passer calls that happened uh, most recently uh, last weekend. So we saw two pretty bad roughing the passer calls made one during the Falcons and Bucks game. And the other during the Chiefs and Raiders game on Monday night. Both calls were apparently made because the refs felt the defender placed his entire body weight on the opposing quarterback. Um, but honestly, what are they supposed to do? But these calls are having, it feels like, a tremendous impact on the results of games, and they have been for a while. Like, we think back to, I want to say, was it 2018 when the Vikings and Packers tied in Lambeau, and I think Clay Matthews had, like, an egregious uh roughing yeah. the pass like even Vikings fans were like that that wasn't that wasn't roughing the passer <laughs> um so my question for you is Chris Jones brought this up after the game the Chiefs uh defensive lineman making this suggestion but should roughing the passer be reviewable
2: well we saw this with pass
1: interference didn't we yeah I mean everybody
2: wanted pass interference to be reviewed and the, and the league was never going to overturn it. I mean the league's never going to Loosen this up because who's involved? The quarterback who's making the most money. The quarterback who draws the most money. The quarterback like they're going to protect their cash cows as much as they can. Now some quarterbacks get more of the benefit of the doubt because they are the upper echelon. So a guy like Tom Brady, you yep. know, them throwing him to the ground, they're going to call that a guy. The guy that this rule is made after, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. He. Got the benefit of the doubt. And and that, that's what was funny about the Clay Matthews one you're talking about is right after that rule was instituted, Clay Matthews got burned on a roughing the passer. penalty. So it's like, yeah, serves you right. But I I don't know. Like, I don't know how you fix it because the NFL is not going to do anything about it. And, you know, what, what good does it do to complain about it? And, and I mean, yeah, the defender can't do it. I mean, it's like you know growing up and they still do this a little bit i think they used to have like a legal defense and nobody knew what it was like this is this is like what it is like nobody knows what roughing the passer is anymore or what a catch is anymore or any of that and again it, player they're not especially after Tua got messed up which we'll probably talk about a little bit later they're not going to change this rule so i don't know the whole debate is just tiresome for me because it, it's just like you know, it's like a, it's like a bad call, and the NFL comes out and they're just like, "Oh yeah, sorry, we messed up." I'm like, I I don't care. Stop. Don't apologize. Like, y- you bleeped up. Like, yeah. it it's yeah. water under the bridge at this point. So
1: yeah, it's hard. It's hard with stuff like that. I feel like with first down measurements and and goal line stuff like that, you can improve that maybe with technology, but. With stuff like roughing the passer, it's hard, and, and I don't think replay is gonna really help that unless they're watching it at full speed. Well, um,
2: all I want is consistency with it. Yeah, yeah. Like just just because it's Aaron Rodgers doesn't make it a roughing the passer penalty. If Kirk Cousins gets smoked in the head, call it because a lot of the times it doesn't, and, and yeah. maybe that's me looking through purple glasses, but. Uh, If you're going to call something, call something consistent in the rules and don't call it because there's a Hall of Fame quarterback under center.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, yeah, Derek Carr got the call on Monday in Kansas City. And Mm -hmm. then, like, afterwards, you could tell that, like, the refs were, like, scared out of their mind to make, like, another call against the Chiefs or whatever after that, which is also not good because you don't want them to be influenced by the fan base uh, in the stadium. You want them to be kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah Tom Brady's going to get those calls I think it's just the I guess the respect he's earned in this league um that that refs in the league is going to be more more careful with him than say uh, uh Lamar Jackson or or Kyler Murray or something like that because y- you you could give roughing the passer for for Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray I feel like a lot but because they're scrambling running quarterbacks even Josh Allen too because they're like that um they're they're i guess more lenient and they don't make those calls much but if you're a pocket passer i guess it's easier to call that but i i don't know i just don't think replay is gonna gonna fix uh this this situation because like you said with the pass interference it was like okay they reviewed it but it now it's in slow motion and it has to be like super obvious like egregious to overturn it what did they overturn like two or three maybe like the whole year, like. It wasn't, yeah. and then and then coaches would just throw out the flag just just because, even if they didn't think it was was pass interference, get like a mini timeout or whatever. So I don't I don't I don't know if if it's gonna be reviewable. I'm sur- I'm sure some team will propose it. Maybe the Chiefs or something will propose it for the owners, which is another thing. Why are we having uh, the the old old owners decide the rules in the league? Maybe you know maybe some former players who used to play the game, some former coaches, not the guys who just sit in their boxes every week. I think that's kind of weird. Because uh, uh,
2: they make the money. They decide the I, I understand. collective bargaining agreements. Yeah. So, I, just, uh, I just think yeah.
1: it's weird to have those guys make the rules for a game that they don't even play in or never really have played in unless you're... Unless you played in like the 50s. Um, so sticking with this, this topic, you, th- you mentioned Tua, and and we've seen a number of rule changes over the years, trying try and make the NFL safer. Most recently, the NFL and NFLPA updated their concussion protocol uh, following those disturbing concussions that that Tua suffered uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, the league and the players' association—they mean well with these rules, and I feel like it is safer than it was, say, ten years ago. But is it even? Like really possible to make the sport of football, quote unquote, safe at the NFL level.
2: i you be making flag football. Sure. I, I mean, yeah. you're basically sprinting into a brick wall 80 straight times over the course yeah. of three hours like that. That's basically what it is. I never played football personally because I was afraid of getting hurt. Like, I didn't want to get hurt. That's kind of why I was. It looked like a dangerous sport. So I didn't. I mean, I knew kids who, like, broke their arms in fourth grade playing football and all that stuff. So, I mean, for my entertainment, it's great. But, you know, I I understand the need to make it a safer sport because youth football is going to uh, decline. I actually, uh, at my other newspaper job, you mentioned my current one, but the Dodge County Independent, uh, Terry Donovan, who is a master trainer for USA football, he is actually involved with teaching technique and safer things. I think that's how you do it. You don't do it at the NFL level. I think you do it at the lower levels when kids are introduced in football so they have good habits. They make good decisions when they're on the football field and not just launch themselves head first into a quarterback or uh, defenseless receiver or whatever. I think that's how it starts. Um, I think safer equipment. They're, they're making strides in that, and you know the long-term viability of football depends on those things. Because if they don't make changes, you know this sport, <laughs> believe it or not, will probably be dead in 50 years, just because nobody will want to play it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think right, I think there's too much money involved for people to not want to play it, especially younger kids who are just looking for a way out of of where they've grown up, but. Yeah, like they're doing, they're doing things to try and make it safer. You know, they're trying to eliminate the head-to-head, helmet-to-helmet hits, which are they've done a pretty good job at. You're not gonna, they're not gonna be a hundred percent preventable because sometimes you just can't predict where someone's gonna, where someone's head is gonna be. Um, so they're trying to teach guys to lead with their shoulder. That's I feel like that's worked out pretty well. You mentioned tackling like at the youth level. Uh, me personally, I don't want my two sons to play tackle football until they get like to the high school level because I just don't see any purpose of them getting knocked around in middle school or or you know anything younger than that I've seen things on Instagram or or on other on Facebook or whatever or Twitter of like little kids getting rocked in the head and I'm like what is the purpose of this you're just like ruining their life before even get started so that's that's my personal philosophy i will see what happens when it gets there if, if, if it sticks that way but i would like my kids to to not play at least tackle football if they want to play that first off um until like high school uh and they can but they can do like flag football or whatever before and you can perfect your skills and catching like you, there's things you can still do before you get your head rocked
2: when i think uh, they've replaced like most fourth and fifth grade football with flag football for that reason there's less yeah. contact there's less you know head trauma if you will yeah, i yeah. i mean i i think that's another good idea maybe you do delay and not have peewee football and you just start with flag football and then yeah. you work your way up to pads and like middle yeah. school or something
1: but but as far as the nfl goes i just look at it like the ufc like these guys know what they're getting it into we know what they're mm-hmm. getting into we like it because of like let's let's admit it we like it the nfl because of the violence aspect of it like part of the reason we watch is because of that might be all of it but we watch it for the physicality we still like those those big hits we don't like to see people like seizuring on the field but we like we like to see those big hits and when you know this is just it's it's the sport it's what it is there's only so much you can do to make it safer but you know these guys know what they're getting into and i feel like these arguments about like you know, what, what can we do to prevent concussions? And I'm like, not much, (laughs) they're going to happen. So
2: remember jacked up. Yes. Yes. Like uh, if for those who might be a little younger, no, but for those who might be a little younger watching this and not aware, go search NFL jacked up on YouTube and like, just show like, it just people like it, it was, it's, scary tom, tom jackson kind, freaking kind of me. yeah yeah kind of funny <laughs> n- now but like kind of scary because like you'll see guys who are just like you know out to lunch mm-hmm. yeah ataxia uh mm-hmm. is the official term for it now mm-hmm. but like you know they're just like yeah and look at this dude he's like knock senseless yeah <laughs> that's that's perfect man look <laughs> at that and like mm-hmm. now it's just like they, they're steadily against that i mean it's just wild to me going back I think somebody put out a tweet of like this clip of Tom Brady uh, with Tom the Patriots against off. the Bills. Yeah, and yep. just getting his yep. helmet knocked off, and like how wild it's been that Brady has played this long, where this was a legal hit. Like,
1: yeah. well, yeah. That, that, have you seen that Brian Mormon hit in the Pro Bowl? That Sean, Taylor oh yeah, Sean Taylor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that would have
2: he. Well, now there's no was, tackling in the gonna Pro Bowl. He was going to so. say he's going to be shot on the spot, but that's probably a yeah. bad joke. Um, yeah.
1: Too soon. Ooh. Uh yeah so now now there's no tackling in in the pro bowl. The pro bowl doesn't even exist anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a skills competition in in flag football which I mean I'm curious to see how that goes just cuz but I I agree that like the pro bowl was getting to be just kind of annoying because it really was flag football already pretty much like two hand touch. Guys would pretty much just like touch you and not even try and tackle you but I understand they don't want to get hurt but it's just it's weird to have like you watch like even the hockey games the hockey all-star game or like the nba all-star game where they're or even baseball where they're they're still playing pretty hard but like um football pro bowl just not 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 what it used to be not that i'm complaining because i don't want to see those guys get hurt in a meaningless game Mm -hmm. either but but yeah football like it's it's always going to be violent it's hard to when with this sport it's hard to make it safer there's ways you can just you can prevent try and prevent things from happening but like even look at something like lewis scene like there is no way you can prevent that from happening that yeah. is a freak accident and that stuff happens more than like we know um but i think as far as things like we look at something like like players getting paralyzed like that doesn't really happen a lot anymore like i feel like that used to happen a whole lot more and i think ryan shazier is the last one He's and he's not even like. Fully paralyzed, but there's been guys who've played football in the past who've like been completely messed up and like completely paralyzed. Michael Irvin's
2: career ended uh, with one of those instances,
1: concussions with Michael Irvin, Steve Young, Troy Aikman, Mm -hmm. like all those guys, they suffered multiple concussions in like the same season. And then they were like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta stop this." So it's part of the game. It's I feel like it's it's progressing in the right direction, but at the same time, it's gonna be violent and. There's only so much you can do, so sometimes these arguments just kind of fall on deaf ears for me. But it's it's also good to talk. Is there anything that you think the league should do better or or add to try and make the league even more safer? Even though we just said you basically can't. Uh how about those concussion
2: protocols? I don't know, but longer. I I don't know. I, I like. I I find it funny that the dolphins are the ones complaining about it and not, they're not complaining about it. I mean, Mike McDaniel didn't go on and complain about it, but he basically went up there and be like, well, Teddy doesn't have a concussion and he doesn't have concussion symptoms or anything like that. It's like, you can't tell half the time. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Like, like seriously, like some guy just might be like stumbling over their words or like, they might sound like you and I talking right now and they might have a concussion. Like sometimes it's hard to diagnose in the absolute moment. And, you know, the Dolphins experienced that firsthand. So I don't know. I I don't know how you do it. I I don't know if like you put restrictor plates on like players or whatever, or you know, just it it really. I I I don't know. I
1: I think I'd be fine if if the NFL wanted to institute like a mandatory if you're diagnosed with concussion, like legitimate, like you have like full symptoms. I wouldn't mind if it was like a mandatory at least 2 weeks out i'd feel like that's it's it would suck but you would at least know that the the league is is kind of looking out for their players so I mean, you're
2: saying it would be like a covid like they how did with covid like if you had any yeah. symptoms whatsoever like yeah. you're done for 10 days yeah.
1: yeah yeah i i feel like that's way more important than 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 covid too cuz like yeah it's it can have like look at Tua like it's possible that he suffered two concussions within like 4 or 5 days and that mm-hmm. is that can affect you for the rest of your life, like oh, That's unacceptable, too. Yeah, like that. Like there that. is no reason for him to be out on the field. Um, and somebody so, has to
2: like here. Here's my like somebody gives the okay for that. Like yeah. Mike McDaniel's, like I'm about player safety. Like really, dude.
1: Like, yeah, he, he keeps saying like, oh, I wouldn't want I don't want to get in the way of, of doctors or whatever, because I don't know, like I'm not one to speak on that stuff. And it's like, but you're 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 the head to of this, back out. You're, there. you're the head of this team. You can make that decision, too. You can put your foot down and be like, no, he's not playing. Yeah, but he didn't do that. Um, But yeah, like as far as making the league safer, like aside from concussions, I think I think we're realizing more and more that that turf is terrible for for players uh as far as their their knees go uh we saw what was it sterling shepherd in uh, in the giants game a couple weeks ago no one was around him and he tore his acl uh just because his foot got caught up in the turf i feel like natural grass should probably be the way to go but at the same time it's kind of hard to have <laughs> maybe a natural grass field in a place like minnesota yeah um you'd have to think up some serious things but at the same time these are billion dollar organizations and i think like you can figure out a way to grow some grass inside if you if you really have to uh well, it
2: looks like a greenhouse i mean it can't be yeah. that hard
0: right it, like, yeah like, you're right it already does <laughs> save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or seven up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Here's the thing, too. It's just kind of like, didn't we already know this about turf before we started installing turf fields everywhere? Like players in the 80s and 90s played on that like green carpet that was asked yeah it was basically cement with like a very thick like you know when you uh, go glamping or whatever with the camper and you put down that little green like kind
1: of like like felt
2: yeah it's like felt that's what they were playing on except (laughs) it was like super glued to a cement floor and then you know
1: it's good for you at least now there's like a little I guess a little bounce maybe a little more give to it but can't be that much more than And grass.
2: And I guess I I would counter, too. There's some grass fields that are horrible in the NFL. Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, I I guess I don't know if NFL teams have, like, a groundskeeper like MLB does. Like, Major League Baseball. I think they do. Yeah. Major League Baseball, like, all those fields are, like, pristine. Like,
1: yeah. You know. Except for that. Maybe maybe the A's. Not really. (laughs) I
2: have been to Oakland. Uh, Field looks great. Rest of the stadium, not so much. But.
1: (laughs) But yeah, we think of like the Bears Stadium was on the first week. Uh, mm-hmm. Their field was like flooding, and the lines were all over the place. Like, yeah, <laughs> if you're gonna have grass everywhere, you gotta have people to take care of it. But uh, yeah, so that that's it on that. Let's move on to before we still before we talk about the the Vikings and Dolphins, we're gonna talk about. Them. Don't worry. About them. I felt like this was important too. There's some some Vikings and Packers stuff going on. Everyone everyone likes to talk Vikings and Packers on there, so. So, in his most recent power rankings, Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio, a uh, known Vikings fan, actually, has the 4-1 and one Vikings as his 11th best team in the NFL. That seems uh, pretty low. Oh, but that's not all. He also has the 3-2 and two Packers as his 9th best team in the NFL after five weeks, meaning they are ranked ahead of the team they are behind in the NFC North. So, why in the world? Does Florio have the Packers currently ranked higher than the Vikings in his power rankings?
2: I was going to say style points, but it's not like the Packers have looked great in their wins either. No. Like, I think they had a decisive win over the Bears. Uh, who else did they beat? The Bucks. The Bucks And the they, Patriots. They beat the Bucks without Mike Evans, who went nuts yep. on Marshawn L- yep. Lattimore, yep. Uh, and I believe two other receivers. And then they beat the Patriots, Without Mac Jones and yep. uh, what's their top receiver's name? Can't score touchdowns. Or No, um, Jacoby Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Is that his name? Yep, yep. So when you don't score touchdowns, you're irrelevant to me apparently. <laughs> but like, uh, I I get it. I I do get it. Like, what 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 were the numbers? Do you have the exact numbers? Uh,
1: I think
2: I or the Packers like. And what were the Vikings? I haven't seen the rankings, but oh, I mean, the if Packers, it's like Pack,
1: Packers are ninth and the Vikings are 11th, Ninth
2: and 11th. But okay. He had,
1: he had teams, but, like the, uh, he has like teams like the Titans ahead of the Vikings. I'm like, what? Yeah, that that's a little <laughs> weird.
2: I mean, I mean, if, if you're looking at it from an unbiased lens and maybe somebody like Mike Florio has to watch every game, so he's not like fully, well. He is a Vikings fan. I feel like he's the opposite of
1: unbiased, though. Like there's so many times where he's like so he's like the most pessimistic Vikings fan. Like he's. Yeah,
2: but he could feel if if people have a pessimistic feeling about this team, despite being four and one, I get it. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not too high, not too low with this team. I'm like four and one's nice. They got some work to do. Like that, like that, yep. that's how I feel. I don't feel like, Oh my God, they suck. They're getting lucky. And I'm not like, Oh my God, super bowl. Let's play in the parade. Like yep. I, I'm just in the middle. I, I understand that the Vikings have won games that um, maybe they have not won in previous years. And I understand that this is a team that's a work in progress with Kevin O'Connell's offense with that. Donatel's defense probably needs some younger guys on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Like, I I understand, and I think too. Mike Florio is baking in a little bit that the Packers are going to be a better team at the end of the season. Like they're going to figure it out. They've gotten off to slow starts before, and yet they've won thirteen games. And is it two or three straight seasons? Like, Matt Lafleur knows what he's doing. So,
1: as much as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's the top twelve. We got the Eagles at one, Bills at two, Chiefs at three, Cowboys at four. Bucs at 5, Ravens at 6, Niners at 7, Giants at 8, Packers at 9, Titans at 10, Vikings at 11,
2: and
1: uh, the Jets at number 12. (laughs) The Jets. Okay. Well, all right. But at at the same time, like, there's no, like, the Eagles and Bills and Chiefs, I feel like, are, like, in a tier by themselves. And then, like, there's probably 20 teams that are in, like, that next tier because we still just really don't know how good a lot of these teams are, including the Vikings. I think uh, this is a
2: wide-open year, man. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think. what do you say, Eagles and Chiefs are at the top? Eagles, Eagles, Bills, and Chiefs. Eagles, like, they're the top three, and maybe the Bills and Chiefs don't fall. I, I could see the Eagles falling back to the pack at some point. Yeah. I, if somebody gets hurt, yeah. like, I, I have... I have questions like yeah, Jalen Hurts can get hurt. He he's a, he puts himself out there Running all the time. quarterback. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I think it's wide open, man. I maybe not so much in the AFC where it's probably going to be bills chiefs again for the AFC title, which I'm all for it as a football fan. I love watching yep, those two teams Sunday. go at it. Yep. Um, but I mean, as far as, you know, as far as the NFC goes, I, I'm all in team. Get in the playoffs this year because <laughs> yeah. I, I I think it's just going to be wild.
1: I still feel like if you win if you win your division, it's probably going to help you out more. You at least get one home game to to help you get past there because I don't think a seven seed has ever won a game since they they moved to that that seven team format um, a couple years ago. Um, here's another thing, Vikings related to the Packers before we get to the preview. <laughs> um, I thought this was interesting that I found the other day after the Packers lost to uh, the Giants in London. uh, Packers fans took to Twitter to express their desire for Green Bay to hire former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. Now, not not as their head coach. Uh, That would be hilarious. But um, Packers fans just aren't happy with the performance of their defense. Recently under defensive coordinator Joe Barry. Uh, So they apparently think that uh, Mike Zimmer could offer some help to fix some of their problems. Um, What percentage chance do you give the possibility of Zimmer joining the Packers staff, I guess, anytime, ever? (laughs)
2: 1%. Okay. (laughs) I'll leave it a little open because never say never, and I could see Zimmer just being like, yeah, I'd love it. But, I mean, Jerry Gray is there. He's the defensive backs coach and yeah, he was on the like Viking them. staff and they he does like not them. like Mike Zimmer. So nope. if Matt LaFleur went over there and been like, Hey, we're going to add Mike he the heat, be like, ah, uh, you don't want to do that.
1: How much so. do you want to bet um, that Jerry Gray is the guy who uh, referred to Mike Zimmer as uh, uh, the guy who lives underground?
2: I, he'd, he'd be on the list. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I think your Marwan Maloof call was uh pretty spot on yeah. personally
1: but yeah um yeah the chances are very low there's a couple reasons the the defensive the packers are running right now is a 3-4 mike Zimmer's yeah. really never run a 3-4 in his life um two it's the packers like mike Zimmer can be a spiteful guy but he knows if he goes to the packers like he's never going to be welcome back to minnesota probably like mm-hmm. like just there's just people who are never gonna like accept his forgiveness or whatever um
2: quick question is there yeah. a ring of honor guy in your mind is dennis green in there dennis green's in there
1: yes i i, I would i would put mike zimmer in there not 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 soon <laughs> but yeah. maybe in like 10 15 years hopefully before he he's <laughs> hopefully gone. before
2: he's gone um no, I I mean it's a fair question. He's the third third, third winningest yeah. coach
1: in Vikings history. I think you have to put him in there. You can't put you can't put you know, no no disrespect to Is is uh is Burns in there? Is he in there? I think he is because he's not he was an offensive coordinator yeah, for a long During time. The Super Bowl era. The Bud yeah. Grant. Yeah. So, yeah, I would put I yeah, yeah, I'd put him in there. Like I might be I feel like I'm a b- bigger maybe a Zimmer apologist more than some other people are, but I, I would definitely put him in there like i said nine times soon maybe 10 15 years but i could see him coming back and getting a, a warm reception because you look at someone like brett Favre. i'm only talking football right now about brett Favre. um packers fans hated him when he went to the vikings and mm-hmm. then like maybe like what like 10 years later after he won the hall of fame he came back and like had the, they had like a ceremony to like induct him in their whatever they have their hall of fame um, and he Um like people loved him so I could see the same thing happening with Mike Zimmer time time heals and I feel like the same thing would happen with Mike Zimmer so yeah yeah put him in put him in the in the ring of honor for sure um yeah. all right the Vikings play in a game this week they're playing on Sunday in Miami I haven't looked at you the weather say it right though they're going to Miami uh, that brings up bad memories of uh 98 we don't need anger of a song though <laughs> oh, I, <hi. laughs> I know. I was watching the Padres and uh, Dodgers last night, and one of the Dodgers players, Will Smith, and I'm like that's <laughs> that's not that's not Will Smith. Um, hey, Padres won by the way. Good, good, one one now. Good series, guys. Beat uh, the
2: goose, congratulations. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: the goose. Um, how, how awesome was that But i mean i i know we're we're ducking the miami game again but how cool yeah. was it just the goose just goes on the yeah. field just be it's like what's like, up guys
1: i'm chilling yeah now i feel like that maybe it's a like good luck goose for the padres now they're gonna like use that to their advantage if they if they're able to somebody beat the Dodgers. is going to oh, whoever sure. wins this
2: series will just start it's the golden
1: goose. goose yeah um so the Vikings and Dolphins, noon kickoff on Sunday. Uh, Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma will have the call for, Vox, for Fox. I'll oh, hit so, the uh, mute button. I was going to say, go ahead and hit that mute button. I think Jonathan Vilma described uh, Kirk Cousins' body last year as the, the body of a, a linebacker. So that's uh, all I need to know about that. The Vikings are currently favored by three and a half points on the road, uh, which seems pretty significant to me, especially because the Dolphins are three and two, but they are starting their rookie quarterback. Skylar Thompson, who sounds like he's a made-up character from uh, Madden that you drafted in uh, about 2027. Um, But they're favored by 3.5, and and the over-under is 45.5 right now on FanDuel. Uh, Let's see, real quick. The Vikings will beat the Dolphins on Sunday if they do what? Sneak a ping-pong table into the locker (laughs) room.
2: Uh Uh-oh, did you hear about the update? Yeah, apparently they took it out because it was uneven, actually. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, Mike McDaniel was like, oh, I, really, <laughs> I really like uh, so leaders, the uh, leadership of our uh, veterans <laughs> and uh, stuff. Uh, Mike McDaniel makes Brad Childress look like PJ Fleck, by you the way. You know where he's from, right? Mike McDaniel? Yeah. Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Denver. <laughs> but uh, no, d- seriously, that dude makes like freaking – that dude makes Brad Childress look like Nathaniel Hackett. Just like, "Hey guys, hey, uh, we're we're really bad at offense right now and I let Russ cook and uh he's going to burn the kitchen down." But uh well, everything's fine. We're we're good. I'm totally going to get fired for Sean Payton next off season. Um <laughs> No, and I and I had a concussion joke ready, but I don't think that's really in good Let's taste. Not do that. not do Let's not go there. Um the Vikings will beat the Dolphins on Sunday if mm, I, I don't want to say like, here's the thing with the, I, I'm not even going to give an answer to this. Cause I don't know. I don't know. This is such a weird game. Like yeah. you look at this game, you go, Oh, third string quarterback. This is fine. And then you go, no Cooper rush, Matt Moore. Ah, and like you know, Andy <laughs> Dalton's flamed us, ah, you know, down yeah. the wormhole. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, Matt Moore. you know, I had this as a loss at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I thought the Viking, I, I thought it was a trap game. Now you're playing, a third string quarterback which nobody really knows too much about him um yeah. they should win yep yeah. they they should win yeah but but it's going to be a lot closer than we were because the vikings cannot blow anybody out they are physically incapable of blowing teams out i don't know if it's a mental block i don't know if it's anything that is what i learned against the bears they this group cannot blow anyone out
1: yeah once so they do that then then i feel like they they taking that next step, and I feel like. Yes, that's the next they, step. I feel like they could do that this week. I know it's only three and a half, but I feel like if they, they get a good sizable lead, which they can, against this Dolphins team that just gave up 40 points to the Jets. Um, so, yeah, and they're, they're 28th in, in pass defense this year, 31st in, in yards per pass attempt allowed. So, like, their pass defense is not good, and you're about to go up against uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen that's probably not going to be good for you, especially if Kirk Cousins is starting to heat up. It's Kirk Tober. Uh, so, like, I feel it like this game could get, you know, the Vikings could get a big lead. And then the key is to to keep their foot on the gas, especially in the third quarter. They have not scored a touchdown in the third quarter uh, this season. If they come out and do that this this weekend when they already have a lead, then I will feel very confident about them moving forward. Um I said that they will win if they limit the big plays, because we know Skylar Thompson actually we don't really know a whole lot about Skyler Thompson because he's a rookie. Um but we 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 know that they're maybe the Dolphins are still gonna try and take some shots downfield, which because they have Tyreek Hill and they have Jalen Waddle, which those guys can get by on the defense with almost zero effort. And I feel like they're just gonna take those shots no matter what, at least in the beginning. Um and the Vikings have been known to give up a fair share of big plays this year they've given up a lot of yards they haven't given up a lot of points but you know there's a, there's a point where you can only give up so many yards before you give up the points and I feel like the Dolphins have a potential they have the playmakers that can that can hurt the Vikings even if you get just Tyree kill the ball like in a, in a short crosser route he can take that ball and just go 80 yards to to the house for a touchdown so I think they have to limit those big plays I think we're not going to see Harrison Smith, you know, probably anywhere close to the line of scrimmage uh, this week because they're just going to make sure that they've got two guys back at all times. Hopefully they don't take bad angles. They're going to get Andrew Booth back uh, on the field this week. So that, that should help maybe a little bit, uh, but we will see. And Brian Asamoah is going to play more. That That's what it sounds like from Kevin O'Connell, that his involvement last week wasn't just a fluke. He's going to get some more snaps. So that's, that's, a good sign moving forward. Um how about let's just skip ahead to uh what what's what's a bold prediction that you have for 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 Sunday for the Vikings against the Dolphins? Justin
2: Jefferson was going over for 150 yards receiving again. I think that yeah. even with Xavier, I, I think Xavier Howard's overrated because every time somebody brings up how good he is, I'm watching him just getting torched somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Justin Jefferson has another big game. I think, you know, the one problem that I will say about the Vikings right now is that Kirk cousins, he's almost throwing the ball, to Justin Jefferson too much. And, and I think yeah. some people are like sitting there going like, what are you talking about? Give him the ball all damn day. But <laughs> yeah. like guys like Adam Thielen, aren't getting involved as much as they should guys mm-hmm. like KJ Osborne aren't getting involved as much as they should. Uh, Erd Smith jr. Like all of those guys haven't really gotten involved so I I think I think Justin Jefferson has another big game I'm just hoping to see Adam Thielen Uh, I mean like I said he hasn't been targeted in so long I forgot he was from Minnesota like you know
1: wow that's 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 a long time that is
2: impressive yeah
1: I'm gonna go with the the Miami connections here for my predictions I've got Dalvin Cook uh, going over 100 yards rushing for the first time this year
2: It's great for the fantasy team.
1: I know the Dolphins are uh, they're pretty decent against the run this year, but they have allowed over 100 yards rushing in three of their four games three of their five games this year uh, through their last four as well. And then I got KJ Osborne scoring a touchdown. The former Miami Hurricane scoring Mm -hmm. a touchdown in this game for the Vikings Uh, score prediction before we get out of
2: here. Uh, 27-26 Vikings. Oh, wow. Uh, Last second field goal
1: by joseph by joseph yes Uh, yeah i don't even know what they'll
2: have a they'll have like a 24 to 3 lead and then the dolphins will somehow take the lead no no why do you do uh,
1: why do you gotta do that why why because that's what this team does (laughs) like mark henry
2: this is what i
1: do yeah all right (laughs) i i got 30 to 23 i think the vikings will score 28 points again at least just like they have been the last few weeks and, and the dolphins will will find a way to score some points but i, I think the vikings will have a, a lead for for pretty much the whole game throughout this game i don't know dolphins just they haven't been playing as good since the whole two a thing and i think they're not going to be back to normal until he he plays and i was their left tackles out too i believe right teron armstead um he's been mm-hmm. he's been injured for a while too so that could,
2: jackson's been a little banged
1: up too that could that could play a factor in daniel hunter and maybe if daniel hunter wants to do anything um and Darius smith getting in there maybe get some i know they get a lot of pressures the vikings do but they haven't really been, been able to turn them in a whole lot of sacks so maybe they can do that against a rookie quarterback and, and force them to turn the ball over get some some easy scoring drives so 30 to 23 for me all right that's all we got for today If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video. Make sure to follow the Vikings on Twitter and Facebook, and you can get the audio form of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time on Monday, after the Vikings face the Dolphins, hopefully beat them, Chris and I will talk to you later.